everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, it's only with yourself. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and uh, what are you drinking? Mm, excellent. I'm drinking a 1050. Oh, Oscar <laughs> Blues. Is that what it is? Longmont, Colorado, baby. In the name for Colorado, it's all lowercase except for the rad. So it's Colorado. Nice. And it's uh, it's half-baked, fully roasted, barrel-aged imperial stout, obviously. Dude, one of my favorite beers. One of my favorite beers. Very nice. I feel like I'm becoming a stout connoisseur. Oh, that's good. Maybe that's my thing. Yeah. What are you drinking, sir? I am drinking a beer from Norway called Tull. And it is a triple black IPA with coffee, and it's called Black Ball, I believe, or Black Bale. Mm. So yes, I'm uh, I'm in the dark category as well today, but not <laughs> but not stout world. I'm in uh, IPA world. But I digress. Today's catchphrase is from Cam. Thank you, Cam. And today we're talking about how to manage your money like a business, so you can stay quote unquote profitable as a person. Mm. So, you know, Andrew and I, we both run our own businesses and we both regularly look over our accounting to check to see if our businesses are spending too much money and if we need to increase our profit margins and how much we have in the reserves to get through stretches of less cash flow. We do this. I do it every month. I don't know. How often do you do it? More than I would like to admit. I mean, like cutting expenses in the business is like uh, it's like a sport to me. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the same principles can be applied to our personal money, which I actually do. I mean, I did and have and do. And I know that you were perhaps of the most ruthless yeah. when you needed to. And In uh, my business. Oh, well, you I know both. in your personal life. Ah. When, when you literally cut everything, I remember it would be like oh, yeah. $10 and you would like debate it out. Like if you were even going <laughs> to. <Right. laughs> yeah. When I, it. yeah. When I moved in with my brother, it was like, how can I drop from, you know, $4,500 a month in expenses to $1,300 a month in expenses? Mm. And, you know, it's easy for us to be really serious about the business because it's the business. It's kind of like we can look at it. We're not, we are not the business. We can look at it objectively, but when it comes to personal expenses, you don't look at it the same way. And so the question is, if we looked at our personal finances as if we were running a small business, would we still be in business? Mm. Interesting. So here's what we're going to cover. We're going to cover knowing your numbers and our good friend, Mark Lissimonis from our favorite show, The Profit. Uh, I was watching him last night. <laughs> were you? Yeah, I do, yeah. I, do you own every season in, on Apple now? I think we're on season two. Oh shit! Going I'm, backwards. Yeah, so. I'm on season three, going backwards. So yeah, uh, great show if you if you're interested in like business at all. It's it's basically what is it? Uh, I, I like to call it Shark Tank. It's what happens after the Shark Tank pitch. It's like it's everything. like if Shark Tank was less long and more like real. Yes, and then like the part where they actually make it successful. Yeah, or not. Which is right. I think awesome too. Like right? imagine the shark re- is really, really committed to this thing, yeah. but you're such an asshole. He literally walks away and loses <laughs> his money. Yeah. He can't deal with you. <laughs> right. That those are the best. Um, we're gonna talk about setting aside money as profit or profit first, which is a book that I read that's mo- mostly about business, but basically takes the personal finance principle of pay yourself first and applies it to business. So we're gonna look at a little bit at that. 
how to lower your operating costs. And I want to say all these in quotes because we are not businesses personally, but like, hey, we have we operate in the world, we have operating costs, how to manage cash flow with the right accounts, how to plan for fluctuations, how to watch where you're getting your funding from, and then how to plan for growth. So let's just go talk about the knowing your numbers part of it. Are you going over your books? Could you accurately tell somebody the health of your finances? Like right, right. now. And, you know, it was so weird. I, I Or actually, it was really cool, kind of. Because I, whenever I see, like, my friends from iHeartRadio, and mm-hmm. everyone just gets, like, really personal finance nerdy with me. Because I guess I'm, because like, that yeah. guy that you yeah, can talk like about guy. it with. Uh-huh. And, like, multiple people separately, not even, like, together, it, you know, would open their Mint app. And in the to- on the top of Mint, it, like, says your net worth. Uh, and, like... Yeah. Right. Because it adds all your stuff together. And just like knowing that number alone is already huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're talking about like monthly stuff. But that is like a, you consider that like a health number, right? Yeah. I I think that you need to, yeah, know what's going in. Like I could tell you every month what Listen Money Matters will spend within a thousand or so. Yeah. Me too. And I could do the same thing with mine, but I can't, I can't tell you with my business or with personal. Like, Like I use, so I use personal capital, but I don't use it to track my expenses. Mm. And so yesterday, at the so at the end of every month, in, in the beginning of the next month, I go back and look through the last you know, 30, 31 days or whatever it was, and I look at what I spent in my business. But then I also, this last month, I have a spreadsheet that shows like all of my business expenses, all of my business income, but then I created another tab called personal. Mm. And that's my personal income and my personal expenses. And that was This is this is like the math awakening to budgeting. And all of a sudden you're like, I actually love it. Yeah. It well, okay. So a few things. And then I also created a tab for investments, right? So mm-hmm. I created the tab for, you know, how much I'm getting in from my rental property, that's income, and then how much I'm getting paid from my business, which is also my income, because I get paid through uh, what do you call it? Payroll company or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like I get a normal paycheck. For myself. So I have those two things added in and then I deduct, you know, what my spending is, but I have it sort of based at month, every like month to month. So mm. it's, you know, how much do I spend on property insurance? How much do I spend on um, food, gas, clothes, all that stuff? I haven't broken down into categories right. and I give myself, I guess it's like a budget. I've never actually never looked at it. I kind of did it once maybe a year or two ago and then like kind of not looked at it. And so I'm going to, at the same time I do my business stuff, you know, my Mm. business numbers at the end of every month, I'm also going to do my personal numbers and treat it the exact same way. You don't even need to necessarily go. Like you could say, give yourself plenty of breathing room and set up email alerts. So like when you're getting close or go over, like you get alerted, but like the whole thing is like, if you don't know, then like you can't improve it. Yeah, and you know what? I kind of like seeing it in static numbers. I don't like seeing it in the aftermath. Mm. You know, it's like where Mint and Personal Capital show you like what you've already spent. I want to know prior to going into the month, like, oh, I, you know, I'm paying sixty-one dollars a month for Hulu every month because I have live TV. One dollars. Well, I get the live TV. We went, you know, football and shit. I don't. Holy shit! I know, and HBO. Dude, but but that's what uh, my point is. I looked at that number yesterday. I'm like, 
well, that sucks. Like, how do I, how do I bring that down? Mm. And I looked at, you know, uh, was it something? I was looking at something else. Oh, like my food budget. I'm like, that's eh, kind of high, you know? And like, I put it in there as like a, a, a padding, but I'm like, I bet you I could spend less on food. And so, yeah, it is kind of like budgeting, but it's monthly budgeting. And it's just more, it's for me, it's more about just general awareness than it is about, you know, sticking to it. And I think like the, the beginning phases need to be that. Like you can't mm-hmm. hold yourself to some ridiculous standard that you don't even know. Like you could be actually good. Yeah. Um, but like you need like a month or two baseline, right? Yeah. What do you, what, you, you said that I ruthlessly, I ruthlessly, fear, I ruthlessly cut my expenses at Swim U in my mm-hmm. business and you did the same thing? When did you so, do that? Yeah. So uh, I would say the ends of not last year, the, the previous year, Voice and Money Matters was spending, I would say like 30% more a month than it was now. And I was like focused on work mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to whatever. And I didn't care so much because I just was. I don't know, I was rushing. Yeah. And then you realize it, it's it's never like, oh, let me just cut this one big thing out. Like, I'm just going to, I don't know, not pay for my mortgage. I'll solve everything. <laughs> right. It, for me, it's it's always been like the, the death by a thousand cuts. Mm. You know, it's uh, lunches. You know, it's, it's yeah. only $10 for a lunch in New York. You know, what a great deal. Mm. But if you do it every single day, it's right. a, it adds a lot up. of money. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, can I read something from Marcus? Yeah. And here's the thing. I want to read this uh, little quote from Marcus. And I also want to put the word out there. If anyone knows Marcus Limonis or, you know, there's he's I know he's very active on Twitter. We would love to have him on the show or one of our other shows. We We may be like the biggest fanboys ever. Yeah, it'll be such a good interview. But he said, when you look at the financial statements, it isn't the strength of the financial statements. It's the accuracy and transparency. It's understandable that people need money, and I don't expect them to be making a million dollars a year, but I expect their books to be accurate, mm. which I love. And it's like, that's it, because every episode he looks at their balance sheets or all the, you know, the businessy reports. What does that look like for yourself? And, you know, we kind of like covered a bit with Ramit with like money dials and to yeah. say like food. Maybe you're a vegan and you only want organic. And so your food costs are higher and that's fine. It's, yeah. not, it's not a bad thing. But if you are aware, you could pull back on things that are not super important. Right. Like, like I mean, yeah. 60 for, some odd dollars a month for Hulu. Hulu. Who yeah, even pays that? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm with you. I don't watch. I've never. I don't watch live TV. Steph watches sports mm. sometimes. Sometimes. You know, I wish. I, God, I wish there was TV on demand. Can't it's you like, subscribe to ESPN online or something? Who the hell? I don't know. I don't pay attention. I don't do I don't watch sports. Yeah. But still, you know, it's whatever. But you're right. Like looking at that and going like, huh, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that shit. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about setting, setting aside money as quote unquote profit. Cool. What do you consider profit? So. Um, in, in your personal life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is that your net uh, worth number? I would say like your monthly. So I always, I always, I love Apple. I, I own a lot of it, and mm-hmm. uh, I always try to like Red compare. Delicious or Granny Smith or <laughs> the the AAPL ticker. You know the ah, one the with ticker. the iPhone oh, yes. and yes, oh that Apple, of course. I, what was I thinking? I always like imagined I was Apple, like, and you know how cool would it be if I was like as profitable as Apple? Well, that's about like thirty five to forty percent, and so if, oh. 
Which is that that mean like saving 35 to 40% a month of your income? So that's kind of how I view it. I just want to say, like, truth be told, um, you know, Listen Why Matters does well. We make a lot of money on it, but we actually haven't saved a ton from our businesses. Us just being ruthless for like the first 10 years of our working career mm-hmm. is really how we built our wealth. And we had very humble beginnings. And so I mm-hmm. think like if you could kind of take that approach, like there's no reason why you can't have an awesome amount. If you save 35% a month, you could have an awesome amount in 10 years. Is that really possible? You know, obviously not everybody can do that. And if you're mm-hmm. starting with a very small uh, salary, it's going to be mm-hmm. hard. But, yeah. you know, goals, and you kind of like inch your way towards it. There, and also, pl- if you're an engineer and you're making a ton of money, uh, like you'd be an asshole to not be saving that much. Right. You'd be spe- you're just spending too much. And that's the thing about looking at your expenses first and going, where can I cut and then take that money and it gets add it's added to your like quote unquote profit, right? Mm. How much money do you save in your personal life a month? Thirty five hundred dollars a month. So you save. So you're you're keeping six, and you're saving half of what you take. Yep. Now, as of yesterday, <laughs> as of I swear to God, I swear to God, dude, <laughs> I went in and I upped I upped my contribution to. Oh, so I was. So I was putting $1,000 a month into my brokerage account through Betterment. I was putting $500 a month into a super saver account. I was putting $500 a month into the IRA. And then I was putting $500 into another savings account at Ally, which was just a high interest savings. As So basically my emergency fund, opportunity fund, IRA, and brokerage account. So mm. I had four accounts and I was putting about $2,000 across, you know, across all four a month. I have so, upped that to 1000 so- each. Stephanie created the notes for this episode yesterday. Yeah. I'm very glad that in, in a weird, random chance, you 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 fixed your situation. It's so weird, yeah. Yesterday. I, because, because I I'm decided, glad for you. But, yeah, but it had why? nothing to do with this episode idea. Like it was, mm. I was in, you know, yesterday was May 1st. And so I know that's not when this episode's coming out, but like that's when it was. And that's when I do my books. And I had this personal tab in my spreadsheet. And I'm like, you know what? Let me. Let me go mess with that. For, I don't so know So what why. did you do? Like, what did you change? Because you weren't saving that before, right? Yes, I was not. So, so, so I, what did you change in your personal life to make, to, to bring it to essentially a half savings rate? Um, well, we decided to stay here another month, which is in our, in our, oh, sorry, another month, another year. We signed another year lease and our rent did not go up. I think it went up five bucks or something. Like he, he our landlord loves us. Because we pay on time. As opposed fix- to increasing your monthly rent. As, yeah, as opposed to moving somewhere bigger, nicer, or whatever. Like, we're not leveling up our current li- lives. We have nothing. I've decided this year not to travel at all. So I will mm-hmm. not be getting on a plane at all this year, besides to go home for Christmas. I, I hate traveling. I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, I am... I have not bought I have not bought any clothes. I'm like basically living in the same like three shirts for the whole summer. Uh, <laughs> but you that do that anyway. I do that anyway. Um I've, I have not seen you wear any other hoodies. No, it's, this is, this is, I have like three of these. One has a hole in it. I still wear that one out. Um I don't even yeah. know if I believe you have three of them. <laughs> I have I literally have three of them. I could pull them out right now. Right. Yes. Uh, no, three, no, I believe you. Three old navy hoodies. Okay. Um and I've we've kind of like I've gotten to a point in 
like I Marie Kondoed a bunch of shit, you know, back mm. in uh, I think it was uh, January, February, tore the house apart, just got rid of a bunch of stuff and made this declaration that like, I don't really need anything else. Like we have the couch, you know, it's kind of a minimalist approach. I'm not, mm. I don't call myself a minimalist, but there's just like nothing I need to buy this year. And so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm sure actually, you could find things to buy if you oh, like, need, you know. Yeah, I mean, like we, you know, we have one car between the two of us. Um, that's very reasonable. It gets us, you know, I barely drive it, so like the gas that I pay maybe ten dollars a month if I'm being <laughs> uh, like like on gas. Like I just don't mm-hmm. drive. Um, but yeah, I just kind of made it this that like, and and this is this isn't a pursuit, by the way. The pursuit is, and I've talked about this before. I'm you want to sure. buy a house. I want, I want, yes. And the reason I want to buy a house is because I'm such a homebody. I'm just a homebody. I mm. love, I love being here. Me, me too. Okay. I so, look outside and I see people walking out there. I'm like, that's not for me. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 put shoes on? Pants? No, absolutely not. But, but I, I'm kind of just saving. And I've also looked at my business too and, and just kind of relaxed it a bit. You know, we're not spending money on things that we don't need or are absolutely crucial to the end result. Yeah. So, you know, you have operating costs as a human being, just like you would in a business. And this is what I think this is really interesting to think of it like that. To think like, what does it cost to run your life? Mm. Like to run your life at like peak performance, you know, everything's good. And again, this is going to be different for every person because, yeah, like I need good food or something or i you know you might be somebody who needs to dress really nice for work because that's what makes you more money because perhaps maybe you're a salesperson right or there was a dress code or there was a dress yeah there was a dress code at your you know company or whatever so it's like what are your operating costs and then what are parts of your personal life where you're kind of spending too much but the return on investment is low Mm. so like like think about that for yourself can you can you do you think you could do it right now yeah, I, and I think like uh, I'm actually gonna, all, I'm going to pull up my spreadsheet because I do have my personal spreadsheet here, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to look at it. One of the things that like gets me is like you you have your say you're you know you're making five thousand a month, and let's say your rent is like twenty five hundred a month. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of uh, a, a, an easy way to look at it is like, well, that is the cost of my rent, like, and I have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, or I need these things. But like, do you to run at peak performance? Like, right. Like you, you are not yet at the stage in your income journey to, yeah. to justify that. Perhaps. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, I would if, say absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think one of the problems like people almost like compete or they compare themselves with other people. Yeah. And I was thinking about rent and like how it's like basically like go infinitely up. And I was mm-hmm. looking at the most expensive places in New York and there's this place um, it's in this, the Pierre hotel in New York city and, uh, the rent is $75,000 a month for this place. But let's say you what? make like an ungodly amount and you're able to afford this. You're paying $75,000 a month in that one building. There are three more apartments in there that are more money a month than that place. So you could oh my God. be paying $75,000 a month and feel inadequate as compared to your neighbors. <laughs> You'll be like, keeping up with the Joneses next door. <laughs> right? Like paying $100,000 a month. And that's insanely out of control. That and is so, out of control. you know, that's in an unrealistic zone, but yeah. you should, yeah. 
I, I like the idea of looking at your life like a business. But um, I want to take a break real quick. Is cool. That cool. Yeah. Make a breather. I want to. I want to drink this beer a little bit. Ooh, we're moving quick. I'm like sweating. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Well, listen. After the break, we're going to talk about how to make sure your personal business, your quote unquote personal business, can survive and grow. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Let's talk about uh, managing cash flow with the right accounts. Do you have the right account set up? Where is your money going? And is it going there automatically? Mm. And I will tell you that when after I read the profit first model, which he advocates for a lot of different bank accounts for like you have your operating expense account, you have your profit account, you have your tax account, you have your personal you know, I'm not the account. biggest fan of like complicating it to that degree. Me neither. And I did not follow it that closely. I have one checking account where all of the money flows into, mm-hmm. right? I just have one. Right. And then that checking account has two savings accounts attached to it, which I could just quickly transfer into. And one's for profit, meaning savings, and one's for taxes. So I have a checking and two savings. Now, if you're getting a paycheck and it's just you, you probably don't need a tax account unless you're um, a freelancer or something. But yeah, I, I would, I would say like, just keep it simple, stupid. Mm. And I, the, the automatic thing, I kind of don't like that. And here's, well, go ahead. What are you going to say? Uh, well, I was going to say like, I completely disagree. I With think what? that like, if you want to feel rich, mm-hmm. it, it like, at the end of the day, like being rich is not worrying, right? Yes. And so yes. I think that if you set your accounts up such, I mean, we've talked about this before, that you have enough in your checking account to handle, you know, one and a half times your month, your monthly expenses and stuff like that, you automate everything. And mm-hmm. then you don't have to, like, you get a bill in the mail. And you know it's going to be automatically paid. Like you're going to have electric next month. Oh, it's okay. And so you don't think about it. Well, yes. Every month I get an email from Fundrise and M1 Finance. So like, hey, we're about to kick yeah. off your thing. I feel great because, I, and the, the thing is when I didn't have those in place and yeah. during my transition, I turned them off. And when I turned off the automations, I just didn't do it. You're right. No, no, no. You're right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm again, like I'm so, this is such, this is hard for me because I'm thinking about my business and I, I like, I like being in there moving the money manually. But personally, no, I have it automatically. Um, we should talk about that also about you. Know, like. <laughs> well, I, well, again, because it's inconsistent. But I and I like doing it. Like I have that every two month or every two weeks setup where I go in, I do my books, and I I move the money around, and it's like it's my fun day to do that, right? Mm. But there's when it comes to my personal stuff. Yes, I have a consistent paycheck every two weeks, and I put a certain percentage in. Um, Betterment, and then I also have a high yield savings account outside of Betterment. So I have actually, yeah, four accounts I use now. I, right? I think yeah. uh, three, four, four. Just, just like automating it, dude. Like even, even if you have, like, say you have everything set up and you have enough, and you kind of like moving it. But I think the mental stress of just thinking that you have to do yeah. it. Yeah, totally. All right, so. I want to talk about watch where you're getting funding from. Mm. Are you borrowing money or using a credit card? 
and hoping you'll be profitable later, like I did that one year with Swim University. Are you, you know, are you paying for what is that? Uh, I'll glad you, I'll gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger. Or I'll, I'll glad you, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Is is that is that? It's thing? from a uh, Popeye. Yeah, like I think his name is Weepy. Mm. Wimpy, Wimpy, Wimpy. <laughs> I don't know. No, you don't know the reference. Random oh. quotes from Popeye. I mean, that was that's like I was like a, ten. Maybe that's a that's a that might be a deep reference. But <laughs> uh, yeah, are you are you like? How are you using credit cards responsibly, I guess, is the question. And so there are many situations where, like, it makes sense to, you know, take out a loan or use a credit card. But Mm -hmm. it is, it's more like you should view it as ways to optimize your profit end of it and not to expand your expense part of it. Explain. And explain how that would work in person because here's the the battle that I'm wrestling with is, like, I am so, you know, a lot of people can buy houses. We talk about buying houses all the time. Like a lot of people buy houses. Mm-hmm. They put down three, five percent, maybe sometimes zero, sometimes 10, whatever. They borrow money from friends, neighbors. I don't know, whatever. I, I'm just so scared because of what happened to me in 2008. I'm like waiting to build up, you know, 20 percent plus mm. before I even, you know, and have not just 20 percent. So happy to hear you say that. I know. Well, it's not even like it, but it's. But that that's so crazy sometimes. Like, that's a lot of money depending on what kind of house you want to get. So I'm like... It's it's hard to tell yourself that you're not there yet. But this, here's the thing. Does a, does a house, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is, is that going to improve my personal um, business? You know, like, is that going to make me a better <laughs> I would say earner, I would say you know? almost certainly not. Not, right. Because exactly. when you're buying the house, you're going to... Like you're going to want so desperately to punch above your weight class. You'll probably be looking above your weight class and then find something that's really just out of reach above your weight class. Yeah. It's sort of like when I, when I bought, um, I I got, I got suckered into buying expensive hosting and Mm. I was spending like a ridiculous amount of money in hosting because they're like, well, you get a lot of traffic. So you you deserve better hosting. And I'm like, of course I do. (laughs) And then it was, and then I met, and then we like started talking and you're like, uh, that's silly. Like you could be spending a fifth of that. Yeah. You know, so, or like, yeah, one fifth of that basically. And I'm like, and that night now I do. And it's like, oh, and I'm getting the same like level of experience and the same, like, you know, my, my life has not changed at all. It's just that I have like less. You're to always going to want more. You're going to yeah. want better. Yeah. So when is it, when does a loan in this case, so let's say help. you're optimizing like your cash flow, right? Yeah. You yeah. have some credit card debt. You've made some poor choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that eats at you monthly because you have to pay principal and interest. What you could do is you could take a loan out and reduce your credit card debt. And then because the interest rates are uh, less, it okay. makes your expenses less. And Yeah. So that would be that would be helpful. And maybe if you're like maybe in this case, if you're paying you know, if you live in an area where you're paying an arm and a leg for rent and you could get a house that is smaller but way cheaper. And so in the long run, you would actually be saving money per month by getting a loan now. That could be an, a, another example of that, right? Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, that would be a lot of math to work out, but perhaps, you know, like the house that we live in could be, you know, we could be paying way more than it would cost to actually have a mortgage here mm. in rent. 
as an example. And look, I mean, that's often going to be the biggest fish to fry, like of your expenses. Yeah. And same with like a car too. Like you got to get to work, right? You could lease a car and it could cost X amount of dollars per month, or perhaps you buy a car and it costs less per month. And, you know, you kind of have to weigh all of the options to see if that's going to work for you. And if it's actually going to level up your life or not, Mm. you know, if it's not, then I would say like, who cares? Like, but it's one of those things that it kind of depends on what you do. Like, does a better car earn you more money? No. No, then, I mean, it doesn't why? really even get you to work faster either. Right. There's a speed limit. Right. So then, you know, maybe that's a place you could sort of like cut your expenses. Mm. And, or, you know, yeah. if you're real with yourself and you're like, the better car is vanity, could you have, could you, could you scratch the vanity itch for way cheaper? I mean, just get better clothes then. Yeah. Or, or maybe you're spending money on clothes and a car, but you're like really into cars, but mm. you're not so much in the clothes. So like cut your clothes budgets to afford your car budget, you know, yeah. and it's that money dials thing again. Yeah. But that's certainly the case. So what about growth now? Like th- to kind of wrap things up, um, if you're profitable, are you set up to make that money grow? Mm. Right. So this is basically investing that, that profit, right? So, and now in, investing that back into the business to make more profit would be similar to investing that into something like Betterment, stock market, index funds, whatever, um, or rental properties to earn more income for yourself. So, I mean, you obviously have to take care of the beginning parts of the pipeline first. Yes. You know, but, but this amount that you put away into the profit area that you, that you invest, mm-hmm. hopefully, in something like Betterment, like that is what will get you towards like rich or whatever yes. the the breaking of the chains like you're you're just not going to be able to get there without that because it's going to compound growth on top of itself mm-hmm. uh and you will get to a point and if you start early maybe it takes 10 years 20 30 years where the growth of that amount will be more than you earn a month yeah um, and then I mean I yeah, I totally. I think that if you, I don't know if this is helpful for anybody else, but for me, it's certainly helpful to think about my own life, like just mm. my personal shit as a business. Is it healthy? Is it running well? Am I overspending? Am I not, am I not bringing in enough income? How could I use, how could I bring in more income? How could I get to profitability faster? All of those things. And I'm not talking about a startup. Cause that's a totally different fucking business model, but like a, you know, like a, a healthy company like Apple or, or, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's just definitely the model. Is there anything else that you don't think we covered or we should cover that? I, I think that's it. I think it's just the import, really just important to take some money off the table. What do you mean? In the beginning profit first, take your yeah. money before you pay for Hulu. Hulu will get that money. <laughs> <laughs> Note it. As soon as we jump off this call, I am canceling live TV on Hulu. (laughs) If you missed anything, we'll have everything in the show notes. Don't you worry. Either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes. Perhaps it's this one. Maybe Maybe the blueprint episode we mentioned earlier could be one. And hopefully they'll become a subscriber as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on this show, email us, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We could definitely use some topics for conversation mm. in the future. And all the tools 
and resources that we mention on this and every episode, it feels like, are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. All right, that's it. Later, Andrew. (laughs) Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) Thank you.